Just heavy breathing. <laughs> Two out of shape white dudes <laughs> climbing a set of stairs. Not Up even next. that much, but. On real human beings. <laughs> I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff, like uh, movies, TV shows, music, life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? We're going we're gonna to get into talking about a uh, field trip uh, to what a truly mysterious place. Alright, check it out, guys. Coming up right now on Real Human Things. Not to say inscrutable after your mysterious thing. How could you dare? No, I know, right? Alright, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh... We're back in China, as we've already said. I'll keep repeating myself here. But I, I think it sort of, it bears repeating because coming to China is, is always an experience in and of itself. Um, and Jacob and I have already felt its interesting ways work its magic in our life. Um, yeah, so how are you settling in, Jacob? How are you, how are you finding settling into China? You know... It's, it's been about a week. Yeah, it's been about a week, I'd say. Um, I'll say right off the bat, it is, it is interesting. I feel, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Mm. Uh, when, when I first went home, I was struck at the amount of difference. This is going to sound bad, mm. but the amount of difference in terms of types of people mm-hmm. I saw all over the place. Yeah. you like it. China is very homogenous. Landing, landing China in China is very homogenous. Landing in JFK, the airport there. I mean, this speaks to my wishy-washy white liberal values or whatever. But like going, coming into JFK and being in a place that has a multitude of skin tones mm-hmm. and languages and you know types of people, yeah. like kind of made me really happy mm-hmm. in a weird way that I can't necessarily like explain um but that was really nice for me mm. now on the other hand <laughs> as soon as i got home too uh, uh, i i got a i got a piece of pizza and uh, uh, a soda it was my first meal back and it cost me eight bucks yeah which in china is ludicrous that would get you like a week's worth of food yeah it's um, great eight bucks is uh what's that like uh, additionally jfk is one of like Oh, the yeah. most like inefficient airports China is very efficient with its in, airplanes. In, in, in a way because like the gate kept on moving and then it kept on getting delayed and then by the time I got in it was like one in the morning um, when rough. I got into Rochester but that was the thing is like it just kept on moving um, and then uh, on top of that stacked on top of that something else I was realizing was the fact that um, 
the way they seat people in airplanes in the in the states mm-hmm. and in and in Canada is they they like say like oh we're gonna seat our platinum yeah. uh, platinum sky mile people now and now we're doing our gold certified now we're doing our silver you know they go through all that and then they talk about like oh now we're gonna do zone one and uh in China it's much less there's like all right get on the plane it feels a <laughs> lot more efficient yeah. honestly and I remember I was coming back to this. Uh, but there's this Vox video that explains, but yeah, it is more efficient just to let people on the plane than mm-hmm. to have them go in yeah. these, It's not, you know. it's not more efficient or less so, efficient, it's just it's the same or more well, efficient. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to let people find their own seats. Um, so right off the bat, those are some things that I was noticing being mm-hmm. back in, in China was the fact that, um, yeah, just, just airplane travel, honestly, weirdly, yeah, like they just in and out and yeah. really easy. I mean, the security is um, kind of a sham, but, like, you get through it quick. Um, and, I mean, some of the things are weird. Like, you, you can't technically have your phone at all at all during a nobody, flight. Nobody pays attention to that, though. I mean, I usually get away with it because if anybody ever asks, I show them it's an iPod. Mm. Or I, like, make a stink about it, and usually yeah. they don't really care. Yeah. Um, they're also like, oh, I don't want to deal with him. He's He doesn't understand any yeah. English. Um, or pretend to be asleep. That's what I did on one of my flights. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I was noticing that uh, initially right off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, that airplane travel and like food mm-hmm. prices. Those are the those are the two major things. Mm-hmm. What about you, Alden? That was a long rambling response. No, I mean me. it's, a, it's a good response. Mine. Uh, what have I noticed? Uh, I mean, uh, for me, it was like uh, just coming back and landing in Japan was really cool again. Staying in the hotel and. Narita was was always a nice little trip, and I'm just struck again at the sort of like. The, I I think I'd rather live in a industrializing nation than a post-industrial nation, for all the headaches that that come with living in a place where there isn't as much development. This is gonna sound really weird, but just hear me out. When you're in China, there's like a sense of. Energy. I guess. I don't know. There's like liveliness. People are doing stuff, which is nice. Mm-hmm. People are doing stuff that's not like, oh, he's a blue collar worker guy and he, he fixes the plumbing when the house is. And oh, there's that one dude who's who's doing the thing. Is. It's like, wow, everybody's got like something to do that they're doing. It feels energetic. And I'm coming at it from a very privileged point of view that's the thing well, i'm a i was gonna say you outside. come at it from living on the islands of salt spring where it's you a... complain <laughs> regularly about people yeah um so i feel like i don't know no, I, 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 would push, much... I would push back and say like i think people do things in no you I'm, know, in, I'm aware. I'm not in north america too okay. what i'm saying is that it's just it's nice living here because there is sort of a a certain sort of who gives a fuck there i think <laughs> like that's you know, like, you know, you're not supposed to ride a motorcycle. Motorcycles are illegal. All right. Who cares? Ride a motorcycle. Well, Whatever. For Westerners, right? For, for foreigners? For everybody. No one's around to ride yes, a motorcycle? Yes, motorcycles are illegal. They're really? rounding up. Yes, really. You can ask. I me. thought it was. I thought ask it was just, anybody. I thought it was They'll just. Say, West, oh, yeah. I thought just thought no, it was Westerners no, weren't allowed to. Everybody. I'm not... I mean, I will say... There's a lot of motorcycles, which is why Jacob's kind of well skeptical. Yeah, I will say, I just... The cops were doing a roundup today. They were pulling people off the bikes. 
Pat was on his bike today. Was yeah, I know. Down, and down there. They have, because the cops don't pull everybody. I'm, right. Look, I, do you want to go talk to any of the bike riders and say, hey, is it illegal for you to have a motorcycle? Yeah, because I, I thought, say, I thought yes. it was Western. And then you say, hey, is it illegal for anybody? And they'd be like, yes. It, it, trust me, this is like something that's like a thing. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Anyway. So Alden, I, Alden likes being back because of motorcycles. I like being back because there. I think it was William Gibson who said, that you know a city is dead when they stop welding in the streets. Mm-hmm. Which is, basically what he's pointing out is that when a city stops producing and starts consuming, when it stops being lived in and more of just a place for commercial activity, it isn't a city anymore. It's not a, it's not a community. It's not a gathering of people living and working together. It's just a place where people go to buy stuff and then to do their job and then go home. Which is... By and large, a lot of cities in North America. You live in the suburbs, you go into the town center. Like, nobody actually really lives in the town center. There might be, like, the people who are, like, in apartment blocks. And yes, there are some cities that aren't like that. I'm aware of that. It's a general statement. Jacob's giving me this sort of, hmm, look. But it sort of struck me, and that is something that I really enjoy. I like that part of living here, of having constant change, things occurring Things occurring all the time. Oh, okay, we need to put in a new rope. Rip it all up. Whatever. That's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the space, like, little developments, even in the space of time, two months were gone, and there's already, like, different things. See, okay, I think, personally, these type of changes happen wherever you are, personally. I, can I, think, go to it's Vic- a, I think it's a universal I can go to Victoria, and I can go to the exact um, same street. But I will say, I will say, okay, I'm, okay, I was, I'm just I was, saying that there's a, I was disagreeing with you on one point. I'm going to agree, with, just give me a second. I'm going to agree with you on one point. I, I will say, I think that um, maybe people who just initially straight up, like, kind of dismiss China as being, like, you know, they don't know what they're doing... In, in a way, even after just one year, I can kind of see... I can see it. Like, yeah. Jinchatan... Have we ever said where we actually are? I don't care. We're in Dalian, I think. Whatever. Anyways, uh, Jinchatan is this is this small fishing village that has pretty much been raised up out of... Nothing. Relatively... Relative ex- obscure... Pre- it's, a tour, obscurity. it's a tourist town. It's um, a tourist town. Now. But it, I can see it. I can see how the buildings... I can see how everyone will... I can see that this mm-hmm. will... I could see this working. Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, before I kind of questioned it, mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's something to it that I didn't think about before mm-hmm. or I didn't realize before. Um, on a more mundane note, I guess, to get out of more controversial waters... <laughs> the temperature, obviously, the heat coming back was a quite a. Well, it's cooled down. A it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cooled it's down. It's rained a bunch, and it's yeah. really cool. But when we first got back, it was it was it was ludicrous. It yeah. was bad. Um, I won't mention. I won't mention because I think it's in the pick of the week. But yeah, no, it was pretty. It was pretty awful. But oh, I don't want to mention the other. I was going to mention the other. <sighs> both of our pick of the week. I was gonna mention them both. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> <He's gonna> mention, <laughs> mention both right there. Oh, God. oh, just give away the whole thing. No, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Our apartment is nice. It's lived. Our apartment is nice. It's lived in. Really uh, like we've that. decorated it. Mm-hmm. My we could bed. Decorate more. Eh, we could. Mm-hmm. You're right. I think I think it's good right now. We're struggling. There are of course things that we don't quite like. Chinaisms. 
that you well, sort of struggle with. Specifically, we're well, we're it's we don't have internet right now. Yeah, we don't have internet right now. Which is kind of a, a, and, a, uh, a, a whatever. And I mean, the biggest problem is the language barrier. Our landlord doesn't speak any English, and I don't. We don't speak any Mandarin really. It's hard to, and it's hard to carry. I mean, it's possible, and that's kind of one of the things that I that I actually really uh, I think I think is one of the things that I really enjoy yeah. is the fact of trying to figure it out. But it's it is really hard to carry on a conversation with somebody. Just using Pleco, which is like this English Chinese, yeah. uh, uh, it's very useful. Yeah. But um, and it's I find a, it kind of fun to be able, like when I was I was getting a new phone, I was getting a new SIM card. I had like four employees around me, mm-hmm. all trying to help me out, and like I was like literally going like word by word in Pleco, mm-hmm. and like we were both. It was it was a mutual like. Like, let's figure this out there. Yeah. I mean, I know they were offering a service, and so, like, they were, you know, wanted to mm-hmm. do it, and they wanted to get my money. But at the same time, it is kind of like... Yeah. Some of them, at least it felt like for some of them, it was like, this is a... Neat. This thing. is a different... Yeah, this yeah. is a difference. You this know, breaks this up the monotony funny, of the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, there's so, some jobs here that I just find absolutely ludicrous. Pretty much every apartment, like, nicer apartment place will have a guardhouse, and there'll be a guard in it. And... I can't imagine being a security guard in China. I, I, I saw one that I should have taken a picture of. Was he standing at attention? Yeah, but it was, like, outside of, like, this place that wasn't even... It, it was, like, right next to a construction site. Yeah. There, there was probably... He was guarding, like, one other part, but he was standing over by the construction, and it just looked ridiculous. Like, he's guarding, like, yeah, whatever. This, these abandoned buildings or something. Yeah. No, it's, um, it, there's a lot of jobs here that you're kind of like, oh, my God, please no. Um... So that's kind of weird. Those are our initial. I mean, it happens other places. Initial too. thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying being back. I feel way more sort of relaxed. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I am. I feel. I feel more. On edge. Less, yeah. Well, on edge is like a. Not as it's it's a negative connotation. I mm. feel like compared to what I I feel it's a, I feel less sedated. What's the opposite mm. of that? More woke. Uh, I don't think that's really the context. Sharpened. Yeah, maybe Aware. maybe that's it. Uh, I feel I feel I feel I don't know. when I say content, I feel like more relaxed. You, yeah, I know what I need to do, so I'm doing it. Do Do you know what you need to do? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I didn't make that list. Shoot, I've been playing a lot of Witcher Three lately. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think this segues nicely into our next section. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect segue. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> what? flawless. Um, where we talk about this pretty amazing field trip that you know what it's time for, guys. Yeah. It's time for our long-running segments. Wow, have we got a treat for you today? Follow me, and together we can find a real human being. Today on Field Trips. I'm really glad that we did. Ugh. God damn it. Alright, take two. A couple seconds here. I'm really glad we did this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so Jacob and I went to. Uh, there's. Near our town, there's. We saw it last year. It's pretty much impossible not to see it. It's this tall golden Buddha statue in an uh, Indian style with a, like thousand hands and we've always we were on the Qingwei, we're on the light rail system, we're looking over there and we're like man that'd be so cool to go to it'd be so cool um, 
And we finally did. We finally went. Uh, we had a bit of spare time. We walked over there, and it's a park called the Mysterious Orient. I guess what it's called. Uh, so it's official name. Yeah, it's the Mysterious Orient, owned by Dalian Mysterious Orient Sculpture Art Development Company Ltd. Yeah, it's it's essentially a large park with a bunch of statues that are quite large of various Oriental religious figures. What? Yeah, I don't know. That's right. I, so we've got we got Lao Lao Shu, uh, Confucius, uh, this long imperial procession which includes Wu Kong, Sun Wu Kong, and uh, the pig guy. Hope we're picking up that song too. Okay. Should we just climb up that thing? Mm, let's lock the links. Alright. Why not? Yeah. We've got a massive Buddha on a hill. <laughs> Looking at the uh, statue here, it's got how many arms would you say? Like at least a million. Two, four, <laughs> six, eight, ten, twenty arms. We have a recreation of an old Chinese village. Sounds like an actual thing. Oh yeah. Let's go enter these these uh, roosters. Hi Chinese roosters. What do you think about living in China? What am I missing? Uh, oh, uh, monks. Giant monks that you can walk in and amongst. Um, mm. That's where we. They look more like giant people to me, yeah. like like from The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they look like, like trolls. Um, it's quite the village. So I remember, I remember, I I had actually walked by it. I didn't hadn't actually gone inside yet, but I walked by it the previous year, mm. and it it stretches on for a long time. And I remember being fascinated by seeing what's inside. Um, but the entrance itself, and that's because I didn't actually go, but I remember I was just struck by this. The entrance itself is this Buddha in a, clasping both hands in front yeah, of him, yeah, like in a praying like motion, mm -hmm. but his face is totally smooth. It's, it's like, like a, a smooth, huge, and it's like yeah. a big sculpture. It's yeah. like three stories. Yeah, it's um, like the smooth bronze Buddha thing. And then the inside, like where the body is, it's hollowed and there's another silver Buddha of a similar nondescript style inside of it. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. So the day we went, um, very hot. Yeah. Um, it's pretty empty. Yeah, which is awesome. We got in for about 120 RMB, which is right. about, uh, it's like 20, uh, 24 bucks, 26 bucks, somewhere in there. Yeah? Yeah, 100 is 20, 40 is, uh, 20 is five, five, four, four, five. Um, or something, or two hundred, twenty something, twenty something bucks. Anyway, um, so well, yeah, um, and and I remember, I don't know, I didn't understand the ticket office or anything. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like two forty, like double that, but no, apparently they it. just she yeah. just let us in. She liked you know, us. I really wouldn't would have wanted one of those staff T-shirts. Oh fuck! Yeah. 
Those ones are cool. They, were cool. they have like the the no face Buddha yeah. and the mysterious Orient underneath yeah. it, like the logo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, there <laughs> was. I have no idea if that's gonna pick up. <laughs> it was fine. Um, Ambiance. Uh, there, I, there. So, so it was mostly it was mostly empty, but there was a large tour group mm. that came in that we did not really cross paths with too much. They were also doing like all the stuff. Like there's there's this um. <laughs> Never <heard> that one. <laughs> there was this like uh. uh inner hallway where you could do like a prayer or something, yeah. and like they had like. People, they had like the people who were working there were like showing them how to they they were like all dressed in robes and they were showing them how to like okay this is how you light the incense or something. I wasn't really sure. Again, it's all in Chinese, so that's a lot of a language barrier. Anyways, but I think one of the things that I was really struck by was like a there's a lot of statues in there. It's very cool. Um, there's a lot of things, but it was like this weird blending of capitalism and like mysticism or like i guess religion because religion in china and i and i don't know much about it but i have read some i actually did take a course in university way 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 back about this tends to be more like tied with just sort of everyday life more than anything it's not like a place like oh on sunday you go to the church and then you hear the you get your confession and blah 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 like there's not a there's not a specific thing there's rituals obviously like the fireworks you hear uh are to scare off evil spirits and bring auspicious good luck to your anything that happens. So you hear fireworks when there's a birthday, when there's a party, when somebody opens a new shop, when somebody buys a new car, when somebody gets accepted into university, when somebody kills a bug, kills a bug, just literally anything. You set off fireworks because it 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 gets good luck, and that's not it's it's kind of in line, I think, or I don't know. I was sort of remarking to Jacob at the time, like. Is there a Jesus Park? Yeah. And yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There totally is. Yeah. Go anywhere in the South. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. The the statues don't look particularly um like ancient or anything. They look like they were built in modern times, right? Of course. So it does have that touristy feel to it. But I think it's a pretty sincere appreciation. I well, mean, they're, very, they're clearly very proud of it that they like sh- they're showing it off, right? Like, that's, that's China in general, right? Yeah, but like, so we don't have this in America. Like, go to the Greek mythology park. Like, go to the, go to the, I guess Disneyland is the closest thing we have to this kind of thing. Because, like, we don't have a park devoted to our mythologies. No. Right? We don't have Jesus Our park. mythology is, well, you know, oh. <laughs> never you, never you fear, Alden. Jesus Park is here. Are we going to Jesus Park when I go to Rochester? Uh, is that in Rochester? Well, no, we don't have a Jesus Park up there. There definitely do exist. We have, um, do you, you know the Mormons, right? Um, we have, we the, have the recreation. We have the Hill Cumorah, yeah, which is uh, kind of fantastic to watch. Hill Cumorah? Cumorah. 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 Hill Cumorah. Um, yeah, so like my summer at Subway, um, we always had a bunch of, uh, like around one, one week of the, of the summer, we had a bunch of Mormon people come in. Hmm. And they were the worst goddamn no. They were very polite. They are very polite. This place is called the Mysterious Orient. It's so I guess the equivalent would really be, yeah, like the Old West. Yeah, like an, it's like an Old West town. Yeah, that's, that's our equivalent. 
I mean, yeah, because there's a ton of mythology around the Old West. Not in the same sense. I mean, it's so modern. Yeah. It's the U.S. is just so modern. But the U.S. is all myth. Country. I this. The U.S. doesn't have history. It has myths. It's, it doesn't have history. Everything is myth. I think there's history in there. I think no, the myth. Weave it I think the myth is interwoven. Yeah. So they, like as soon as history is made, they make it a myth it, immediately. Well, we were talking about the Civil War, the myth yep, of the Lost Cause. Exactly. The myth of the Old West. The myth of the um, Golden Road that everybody can. What's it, what's the word? What's the famous thing? No idea what you're talking about. Golden Road. The like everybody can find their thing in America. The myth, you know. streets are paved with gold. I don't know. It's not really. That's rags to riches. Yeah, rags to riches. The immigrant story. Yeah, that's sort of thing. Self-made man. That's you rags know, to riches, yeah. Reagan is a myth. Like <laughs> Reaganomics. 9-11 has become a myth. Everything's a myth. It's, it's, you take history, you take <laughs> It is! St uh, jet, jet fuel can't melt steel beams! It's a myth! <laughs> no, not that. I like the history behind it. I like the, 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 the events immediately turns into something bigger than itself. It's never just the thing. It is bigger. It is more. Billy the Kid killed like two dudes that's it yeah. no, I, mean, I think he killed like a dude the old west i think it was more than that but the old west is portrayed as much more violent than yeah. it actually was, it was pretty cash <laughs> yeah well they had very strict gun laws actually <laughs> most places you had to hand your gun in and as yeah. soon as you went to the town yeah. hand it in with the sheriff additionally most cowboys didn't even have guns because guns oh. are freaking expensive dude, why would you have a gun <laughs> Buying ammunition costs an entire week's pay. You're hurting a cow, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, what do you need it for? Yeah. <laughs> Especially a six-shooter, like a rifle, maybe, so. for, like, hunting. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a lot of the mythology. Smith and Weston says that they, they, uh, whatchamacallit, they tamed the West. The but, one I'm But there's no, like, of... Greek mythology part. There's no like. Oh, we don't know that for sure. That's true. Maybe there is. The Parthia, the Parthenon, <laughs> the Parthenon was an ancient temple. Yeah. That's almost even more legit than this place was. This place had a certain amount of. Uh... I'll wait until you. This place did feel kind. At least I mean I don't yeah. know if I said it at the time. I still enjoyed it because I think part of me just enjoys that type of thing. But it had a bit of like cookie cutter tourism. Mm -hmm. Type yeah. stuff, yeah. less of like this is a legit, yeah. amazing site that um, you know monks would come to. They yeah. actually had pictures of like monks at a temple, but yeah. I don't, I didn't see any while we no. were there. I saw yeah. some like park park employees, but no actual monks. Yeah, it was a it was a very cool experience. I think I was very glad I did it. Um, it was, it was, it sort of felt at times because a lot of it was overgrown and a lot of the statues, like this one section we went to was like pretty much abandoned. Nobody was there. The grass was left to grow over like the concrete. Nothing was really like kept up, really. It wasn't like broken by any means, but it certainly wasn't being groomed or maintained like the, the first part. And it felt kind of like a Jurassic Park or like a park on its like last legs or like it was an it was very cool I just really appreciated all the sort of like I don't know I don't know how to describe my emotions for it 
I, I will say, um, like even that. though I, I said, I, sorry, I'm sorry. detracting a little bit, but, um, or, or reversing here, um, rewinding, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I got it. Um, <laughs> nailed it in one. Nailed it in one. Uh, you talk about capitalism combined with this mysticism. Mm-hmm. I will say that, that kind of, I, I did say a kind of a kitschy, like a little bit feel, not exactly, but like, some of the quality of like the the artwork and stuff yeah. looked kind of like mass produced or something, yeah, yeah. but I will say it's not it's mm. not super that way though because like they don't have like a gift shop. Nope. Like I totally would have bought a shirt. I was, I like, was looking for a gift. They they really didn't Maybe they really didn't have anything. Bank. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Like, no, but that place wasn't open. Uh, yeah, that that was the thing. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it, it seemed like. It had the potential to do that, but mm. it didn't actually. I think I mentioned at the time, um, one of the places that I went to um, for vacation, uh, Tiger Leaping Gorge, mm. one of the places we stopped at was like a Buddhist temple. Mm-hmm. And like you could walk up and like go through the, the tower, but all throughout it was like markets and, yeah. and like for all this like stuff. Honestly, like chum. That's what yeah. my. That's what my family always calls it. Like, you know, chum is like the cheap yeah. stuff you get up for the fish when you're doing that. That's, yeah. that's your dad's a sailor. Like. He has a boat. Yeah, he's a he's a he's he's he's, he's got a eighty footer steel boat off the coast of Nova Scotia. <laughs> yep, and he's a he's a hardened <laughs> sea captain with a uh, yellow. I want you to I want you to picture Jacob right now. He's like pipe. six foot five. He's got a huge beard. Me? Yeah, yeah. Not my dad. No, you. You got one of those like sailor turtlenecks that like come up. Do you know the sailor turtlenecks? Like the thick wait, wool I'm wool. not a sailor. My no, dad. Is. Yeah, but you're the son of a sailor. I'm painting a picture. <laughs> I you're certainly doing something. <laughs> I guess my point being before we talked about sailing so before we uh, was the fact that I the, I do agree with you the fact that this this was this weird combination of like tourists yeah. but also like weird mystical because it did have that energy about it I would say yeah. very peaceful yeah it was very um, nice it was very I th- I think it had the potential to be even more than that oh, like totally. like those Jesus parks I'm talking about like those places are crazy kitschy yeah. and like like just tacky um one of the other things that I think I'll bring into this is the fact that like I remember going to like a couple churches when I was in Russia and uh in there um like right in the main lobby right in the main hall they had stuff for sale too mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't it was all like, like religious CDs. it was all religious iconography um, I don't think there were any CDs but CDs mostly, of the priest mixtape yeah 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 there was that but I mean uh I can't think of a good a good priest uh, burn, rapper name off the top down, of my head. Um, Saint Piotr, beating down the red, burning down the red square. But I mean, it was mostly like candles and like iconography, like like little statues and like like. Yeah, but I'm not sure. If, like that. That's an interesting question. Is that like the Russian Orthodox? The reason it's a it was a it was a branch, a subsect of of the Orthodox, whatever the church. Was because it allowed iconography, mm-hmm. and that was kind of something that was like debated fiercely okay. with the Orthodox Church. So maybe it's like not so capitalist in the Russian because yeah, iconography is so important. In them. in another sense, I'll bring in another one. Yeah. In Thailand, um, you go to the Temple of the Emerald Buddha. Okay. There's no actual gift shops in that area that I can 
think of. There were like a couple places to eat. There might have been actually there might have been a gift shop in the actual <laughs> palace. But outside there's yeah. a ton of vendors and they have yeah. all this stuff that's yeah. like, you yeah. know. So I feel like that's a part and parcel, you yeah. know, in a way. Religion requires like an money. attraction, yeah, yeah, you know? And like even if it's not associated with the religion, it's gonna get people to come along. I don't know, get get other people to come along yeah. and make make money off of it. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But all, overall, I think this, this place, the mysterious Orient uh statue uh park limited sculpture art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it has room to grow. It in, had a in charm to it. It had a real yeah, charm to it. I think partly because it was kind of empty and we yeah. got f- kind of full run of the place. Yeah, and it was, um, it was. It had a real charm. I think it was very. It was very sweet. It was very. I wasn't ever offended by the kitsch. I was never like, ugh, like that's bad. There was. I was always sort of fascinated. They had goats and chickens in there. Yeah. It's like what. And there was a field of sunflowers and like corn over to the left, which they fenced off. Yeah. And there was this cement mixture that was overgrown, and they had this dude hanging out. Yeah, there was just like a random shed that was like probably had stuff that the people used to. And then up by the Thousand Hand Buddha, you can pay a thing to ring the bell, and there's a dude sitting in a tent in the empty parking lot with a bottle of water waiting to oh yeah that weird yeah that those weird there's two weird like tents barrel yeah truck barrel things. trucks yeah and it did sort of have this sort of charm to it it was like a park that i just feel like the park didn't lose money like it's not a it's not, you're not going to lose money because it's just land and you're not really paying much upkeep so it makes money here and there i mean wouldn't you to to like i don't know i don't know but like, you how do you how do you clean that giant that giant Buddha statue. Well, that's the thing. They don't. They just let it rot. They, no, the, the, the giant golden one. Yeah, it's fine. It's they fine. have to have. They have to have cleaned it. Like, it would look a lot grosser if they didn't. Maybe they maybe they just repainted it. That itself would be crazy. <laughs> this this giant. The, it's the, big. It's the, a big. The, 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 the probably the centerpiece of the thing yeah. because you can see it from. Everywhere. You can see it from the train. You can see it from yeah. pretty much the school. Yeah. Um, is this uh, thousand hands Buddha? Yeah. Um, so he's standing on top of a lettuce po- a lotus. lettuce lotus yeah lotus petal, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like he's got four or five different yeah, so faces, five story tall, something like that. He's got four facing, and then he's got yeah. the thousand arms that are touching, sort of equilateral. And they all have like distribution eyes in the middle yeah. of their palms. His beads actually dangle. They, like, yeah, that was cool because yeah. like it was. It's a huge bead. They're like the size of our yeah. head. The beads. Yeah, the beads. The beads themselves. Yeah, he's yeah. holding beads in one hand, and yeah, you could see that they were swaying in the wind. Yeah. Um, wow! Look at those. Look at the beads. They're actually flowing in the wind. Right there, in the guy's hand. He's oh, holding yeah. it like that. Yeah. They're actually flowing in the wind. This is really cool. Let's oh. stay right here in the shade for a little bit, alright? Yeah. yeah. One would think you don't like heat, Alden. How's my back? Is it sweaty? No, it's not too... Oh my god, that's all sweat! <laughs> I thought it was just a normal color, but yeah. <laughs> it's all dark now. You're all dark meat, Alden. Alden's using a prayer flag as a as a God, hanky. I was feeling it. Yeah, and then sure. Debating it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "That's successful." Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, what was your favorite part 
The park? Of the park, yeah. What was your favorite part? Ooh, that's lovely. <laughs> I'd have to say the very strange statue of Laosha. Okay. Um, followed by a close second of the goat. Of the goat. So what, what is Laosha? Because you said he, he's, he looks very strange. What, uh, why, what makes him look strange? He you? looks like a, uh, like a creature from, Moom, uh, from the Moomin series. If anybody's read the Moomin series by... Uh, she was a... I believe she was Icelandic. Or... Nerd alert. <laughs> anyway, this Am one... I right, cool guys? Moomin is a very lovely series. It's about the family of Moomins who live in this valley, the Moomin Valley. And there's this creature in it called the Snork, which is this large creature that brings the cold with it. And the statue looks like the Snork. And it's this... It's well, how does the snork look? It like the statue. Okay, how does so the statue I'm, look? I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> okay. It's this sort it. of hunched figure with these huge hands coming out. It's about two and a half stories tall. Mm -hmm. It's long, drooping earlobes that come down the side of its head. Yeah. And then it's got these sort of eyes that stare out rhymily and this bulbous nose and this sort of wide, grinning mouth. And its yeah. hands are about the size of its face and it's sort of reached and perched. And it's kind of in the sphinx position. Except it doesn't go back as far. And you can see it sort of like peeking out from among the trees. It's very sort of like strange, surreal. But it's very pleasant. It's not scary. It's just a very pleasant thing altogether. I've never, I was never off put by it. It's never like, ooh, ooh. It's just sort of interesting. And I, I really enjoyed the, the artistic direction for designing it. That's my pick of the Oriental Park. Okay. And you also like the, the, I like the, goat. the goat. But that's just because I like goats. I like animals, and I like goats a lot. And the fact that there's a goat chilling in this random park, hanging out with But you roosters. don't you don't like roosters. I don't like chickens. You like chickens. I had a lot of chickens growing up. Uh, they're not very smart. I don't mm. have a lot of patience with them. Uh, I love their eggs, and, you know, they're very useful animals. They're very useful, but it doesn't mean I have to like them. I respect them, but I do not like them. My my favorite part was probably I really liked there was kind of towards the back, if you can I don't know technically direction but um, uh was the long procession, um, mm. and specifically because I I remember seeing at the back Sung Wukong, and the monk and uh, the pig guy and the kappa, uh, all um, kind of at the Whoa, back. Nerd of alert! Yeah. Sung Wukong. <laughs> See, we give it back to each other's <laughs> folks. We don't actually. We're not actually. We're we're, not we're good friends. Oh. We're not friends. Oh, okay. I guess we're not. Yeah. Um, I, I I I liked I liked seeing that. I I, I love I love the stories from it. Um, <laughs> I watched on the plane ride over uh, Stephen Chow's uh, second film in his uh, Journey to the West series. I think they're making a third one pretty soon too. When did the uh, Journey to the West movies come out? First one came out in like 2010. Oh, really? Yeah, this last one came out 2014 or something. No. It'd be cool to watch, though. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, so there's that. There's also like... Alden thinks that it's a timeline. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'd have to really like look more in depth before I could say like, oh yeah, that definitely came before that because I don't know history that well. Ironic, huh? Um but there's like uh, Mongols in mm -hmm. there. Uh, um, 
A camel? Yeah, there's Arabian traders and yep. like a, an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very long, too. It's like a good city bluff length. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I like seeing all the different different figures. Some of them, yeah. are, they're, they're in a variety of poses and, and stuff. And you can kind of make up your own story, even if you, if you don't know any of the actual people. It was kind of funny seeing the guys who were holding, brandishing their spears that were like lamps, yeah, actually. That's that kind of funny watching. <laughs> anyways. Um, anything else to say about this? 10 out of 10. Come and visit mysterious oriental park i got a right. three michelin star rating all right three michelin star wow well one one story in the one field trip in the bag <laughs> what about you jacob what anything more to add no like what do you rate it what do i rate it yeah i rate it uh blue okay it's pretty high on the rainbow it's pretty good It's me, your boy, your number one golden beef boy, Jacob, from Real Human Beings. I don't know what that was, I don't know what a golden beef boy is, but uh, hey, I'll be one for you if you need me to, because that's just the type of guy I am. Uh, what we're listening to today is a recording I made from a uh, musical performance that I came across uh, while I was walking on the beach of Jinchitan. The musical performance was for this art school, which is just up the road from us, and I've walked by a couple times, but I've never really seen them perform until this random outing that I had. Uh, they have kids from all ages, from K to 12, and uh, this is like their final performance. They were a bunch of um, 
parents out. It was right out near the beach. It was in this little pavilion type area. They set up a stage. There was lots of different music performances. There was dancing. There was like uh, that flag twirling one. And um, that like ROTC one where they uh, they twirl the, the, um, the rifles in the air. They throw them in the air and then they catch them. I don't know what one that's called. Um, but they had that too. Uh, it was really kind of fun to watch. Uh, I was glad I had stumbled across it. It was also kind of weird though because I was the only foreigner and I was just there on the outskirts with my phone like outstretched with my hand uh, because ironically enough I did not have my microphone to record with the one time I needed it. Figures. Uh, the music that uh, is featured today is not actually from the students, interestingly enough, uh, but instead I think from their grandparents. I'm just assuming here, I'm not really sure. Um, a bunch of old folks just got up on stage and started playing, so I assume they're grandparents. I have no idea. Maybe they're just old students of the thing. That's possible. Why would that be bad? It's totally fine. Old people can take music lessons just like young people. So I have no idea if they are quote-unquote um, technically good, if this music is technically good, uh, because I don't really know that much about Chinese uh, traditional music, but um, I really liked it, and I hope you guys too. Uh, at the time, it's weird, and I'm not really sure why, but I was like tearing up because I thought it was so beautiful sounding and so nice to see grandparents up on stage. Oh, it was a touching moment. In general, though, to wrap this up, um, I have a bunch of recordings that are similar to this one. They're of performers and weird things that I've heard around China. They aren't long enough for an actual episode, but I was thinking that they could be released as a bonus section every so often whenever I get the chance. I was thinking of making it something like Sounds of China. Um, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. So I'll let the grandparents play us out to our next section.
Um, alright, cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh. great great time to start. Great time to come back in. Yeah. Alden's feeling sleepy. Yeah. It's been tiring. Uh, a tiring. such a rough day. I had to wake up, sit down for five hours, and then walk around for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Life. Yeah, it's oh, pretty God. hard. It's pretty hard. Um... We we've talked we've talked a lot about the stuff that we liked to do. Yes. Now let's talk about the stuff that we don't like to do. It's time for <laughs> Working Work in the Streets. Nice. Nice title. Alright. Um lay it on me. So uh we came we came back to school. Um, and we had, uh, uh, we've, we've been going through, we haven't had, we're, we're in the process of going through a bunch of, uh, what'd you call it? Beginning of the year meetings? Yeah. It's like a sort of, it's the traditional, Hey, this is what we're doing for our, our yeah. year. So we, we had a big one where the president, founder, CEO, I don't know exactly what his title is, but the big, the big guy, um, gave a big speech and he's Chinese. So it was all in Chinese, and through, uh, uh, <laughs> none of us, none of us uh, BC teachers could, uh, could yeah. really necessarily well, understand any of this. A translated speech. Yeah, they gave us a translated of it. So uh, while all that was going on, we were reading through it, and uh, there were just a couple of things that Alden I noticed. Yes. And I kind of wanted to. I think stuck out to me, and I, I think I want to comment on and see see what you think about. Lay it on me. All right, Jake. Anyways, the next part last part that I really wanted to bring up because I found this interesting as well is the fact that our school wants to introduce a uh, sense of morals. Yeah. Moral they want, education. They want to, yeah, they want to really have a moral education uh, to, here I'm reading from this, to cultivate the students' perceptibility, enable them to understand the society, broaden their horizon, and gain them a sense of social responsibility. The school curriculum involves life planning, graduation consultation, helping the poor and elderly, Thanksgiving instruction, adequate instruction, traditional art, different local customs, cultures, sports, Western music, folk music, chorus, speech, drama, etc. That's a lot. Doesn't it really seem like a lot of morals, though? The only thing I can really think of was, like, helping old people. <laughs> yeah. Or us is like, here's some shit that you can do. Also, help old people. What do you think What do you think of moral education? I think it's kind of a phony thing. Yeah. But I just... Uh, that's because, like, moral education implies that you can teach a specific way of thinking to somebody. That's sort of the idea. Morals are nothing but a preconceived notion of what is right and wrong. That's what morality is. It's your assessment of a situation saying, this is a good action, this is a bad action. And what actions you take. So my moral compass, when people say, talk about that, you know, where's your moral barometer? Um, is, 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 comes from, oh, goodness. Comes Steve Harvey. You say in the book that uh, you wouldn't go out with a woman. I guess a woman should not go out with a man who doesn't believe in God. No, I mean, why would well, you? Well, do you believe that only people who are religious are ethical and moral? No, I just believe if you don't believe in God, then where's your moral barometer? Morals, to teach them, you need 
an insane amount of discipline. Yeah. And we're dealing with students who are 15 and older. Do you think it's possible to do in high no. school? That's mm. kind of what I, I think by the time you're 15, mm -hmm. you can obviously learn discipline and your morals can change. I'm not saying it's fixed. I'm just saying it's a difficult concept mm -hmm. to embed in a student. Let's say you have a student whose entire life has been told that he's stupid and that he's no, that he's not a good student and that he's not, he's not worth the time of the teacher, right? Is his actions going to be what we want in terms of morals, morals of upstandingness, of, of being dutiful to school? No, he's never been rewarded in school. So his actions of being rewarded in school have been met with negative reinforcement. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to want to do that. And that's no fault of his own. I'm not blaming him. But what the, the morality of the issue isn't even really a question of can we even like apply it. It's, just, it's not even possible unless we... like. Mm -hmm. went and like regimented his life to an absolutely disgusting degree and like or provided him with huge amounts of support which we don't really have the time nor the economic capacity for mm -hmm. um, to say that there can be attempts at demonstrating what we consider good morals I certainly think that's possible having an environment that says you know we respect you know being respectful for towards other people being on time for class um, not skipping class, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. But the idea that you can somehow instruct moral things, I think that's. A Do you think you can have morals without without religion? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay, one hundred percent. Do you think you can? I guess, I'm, I'm I, guess I guess I'm, I'm saying, saying like I'm and saying, then all of a sudden then we were evolved from monkeys why we still got monkeys why we still got monkeys do you think you can form a form a cohesive uh, moral narrative? yeah moral narrative around something other than 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 religion like can you make can you make a school culture without without, without religion um, I think so I mean like my 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 sort of internal morals is basically do not actively seek to do harm to others either emotionally or physically because mm -hmm. i was going to okay, say cool that's free of religion in 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 this uh in in this context uh, a lot of what comes up especially in terms of uh western in terms mm -hmm. of american is uh moral education is <laughs> coincided with you know christian yeah. values and whatnot yes um so that that's kind of the weird package uh, thing that i'm taking with it i should also note that this um initiative although we've talked about it in here in the high school it is specifically in the report as more of a middle school yeah uh, they really want to do so, it in middle school so it is which makes more which, sense yeah, that's better, uh because they're probably more receptive um yeah. at that point i think um i think there is yeah. just a i think I just find that any time you attempt to teach somebody a way of thinking, I resist that naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't like being told how to think or how to feel. Yeah. I don't, I just don't personally think it's a very conducive thing of time. I think the lessons you learn, I think it's possible to teach somebody new ways of thinking, but I think it happens in a much more passive way. Mm -hmm. It's not like getting sit down, you know, sit down in the classroom and the teacher says, be a good person through X, Y, and Z reasons. And this is mm -hmm. how... You're not going to learn that. 
Yeah. But through experiences and through seeing role models continually exhibit the okay. same things over and over again. Here's yeah. um here's I want to throw something else at you because this is the next part. Uh, that was kind of on a micro level. I'm gonna bring it up to a little bit more of a macro level, at least in terms of China's uh, mm-hmm. context. Um, uh, just go with me for a little bit. I'm just gonna read the introduction here. Uh, a video recording. This is from Sixth Tone. Uh, A video recording of another horrific traffic incident has gripped Chinese social media. After being knocked to the ground by a taxi, a woman lies prone in the middle of a busy street. The taxi drives on. Though its two occupants are later detained, neither nearby nearby pedestrians nor other drivers stopped to help the woman at the scene though more than a dozen people reported the incident to the police. The woman is run over by another vehicle and later dies from her injuries. Yeah, right? This incident actually happened in April 2017 at, uh, oh God, Zhumandin, Zhumandian. It's a city in China's Henan province. Um, but the, video, the surveillance video sur- surfaced only last week of as of the publishing of this article uh, like previous scandals web losers blamed china's people's supposed apathy lack of prop, proper ethical values or the seemingly perennial problem of having low zhushi mm. a chinese term roughly equivalent to civic awareness that is commonly cited as an impediment to embodying a civilized society i think so when I heard about this type of thing, my I, I read this a while back. I remember thinking directly back to this, like, oh, this feels like it's a um, direct, they're trying to fix this supposed mm-hmm. problem. They're, so so the article goes on to talk about how um, there is, I, I, the article itself is just examining it. It's not saying that this yeah. is a problem or this is the way. But there is this belief in Chinese society that people, especially younger generation, uh, do not have the proper zhushi. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not probably saying that right. Um, and that's the reason why bad things, bad things happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this seems like a way to try and improve that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, what do you, <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, I just think it's. I mean, I'm just gonna compare this back to the rape and murder of that woman in New York in 1970. Kitty Genovese. There it is, yeah. Um, that's the bystander effect. Yeah, and I feel like that's a very similar thing that occurred here. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, like the it, Kitty Genovese stuff, I will say, asterisk, asterisk, um, there is a lot of controversy given the amount of, like, uh, sense, 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 what am I trying to say? I don't know. Censorship? No, sense, sense, Man, I really can't say it. I'm, it's like I have a tick or something. Sensualization? Sens- oh, so sensationalism. Yes. Yes, yeah. sensationalism. Yeah. I will say there's an amount of sensationalism yes, there uh, around there that, surrounding that, because there have been some stuff. And, I, th- and I think there, that. I feel like that, but I feel like that's a similar thing to this article, because mm-hmm. over a dozen people report the incident. Right. That's, that's true. Of that's a large too. amount of people reporting yeah. an incident. Regardless mm-hmm. of you know them not helping her, yeah, yeah, sure, that's shitty. Yeah, but twelve people, over at twelve people, immediately phoned the police and said, "Yo, a woman's just been hit. Yeah. Please come and get her." Here's 
And who yeah. and we don't know how long she was lying in the street until the next car hit her. Was it that she got hit and then she got hit by the next car immediately? Yeah. Or did she lie there for like ten minutes and then the next car hits her? So you think this is just something that happens in every society? Yeah, I think it's yeah. just literally every society has these moments and then they uh-huh. try and find some way of explaining it. Like millennials are killing the tissue paper thing, like <laughs> shit like that, right? Like is that a new thing? Are yeah. they killing tissue paper? Yeah, we're killing tissue paper. Oh god. We're also kidding, killing big boobs, apparently. Yeah, we're killing all sorts of we're things. We're killing lunch. Killing lunch. Killing, killing dinner. Yeah. We're killing eating out and also staying in at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> basically, anything. And, and it's like... I want to... Yeah. It just frust. It's it's a natural human thing. We just, you can go back to, like, Aristotle, where it's like, mm-hmm. people of the past. Like, there was a Greek... I think it was uh, Socrates or Plato or... Ah, I can't remember. Some famous Greek thinker who said, like... Written word is bullshit. The written word, the written word is bad because back when you had the oral tradition, people remembered stuff. The written word means you can cheat mm-hmm. and like not have to remember so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, like everybody complains about whatever society it was, and they blame on the young because they don't want to face the fact that we're all implicit in this thing. We're all part of the society, and our actions and inactions create the society around us. Just because a bad thing happens doesn't mean we're bad people. It mm-hmm. means that something happened. And the response that we saw was not adequate. So the next time that happens, you should be the one who responds. Not just be, oh, not enough Jushi or whatever. Oh, I, not enough. Those millennials are too I, lazy. It's just... I have another I have another one I want to read to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, a young man named Peng Yu from mm-hmm. Nanjing in eastern China's uh, Jiangsu province helped an elderly woman who had fallen and was lying injured near a bus to, uh, she he helped her get to the hospital so this is a very similar event mm-hmm. to this 2016 one uh, Peng also paid for her medical treatment alright cool mm-hmm. good Samaritan later the woman sued him <laughs> claiming that Peng had bumped her into her when getting off the bus causing her to fall the woman demanded compensation and a judge ruled in her favor <laughs> arguing that under normal circumstances nobody would take a stranger to the hospital let alone pay their medical bills unless right. they were somehow responsible for right, the course, injury. Yeah. <laughs> good. Following the ru- ruling, Chinese media re- reported various cases in which alleged good Samaritans were sued for civil liabilities by the people they helped. Since then, citizens have lamented both online and publicly the ethical vacuum of people who sue their saviors, claiming that fear of legal action has furthered reduced uh, everyday altruism. Hmm. I remember hearing about this from people before I came to China. Huh. Like people telling me huh. stories. They're like, oh yeah, don't help people up because that's how they, 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 they lie in the street and then they'll wait for somebody to help them get hmm. up and then they'll sue you. And I remember, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, <laughs> crazy person. <laughs> I don't know. I just and and here they're talking about yeah. like I I doubt that this. I'm sure this is sensationalized yeah. as well. But it's just yeah. I don't know. Well, this is kind of changing the yeah. tone completely. Go ahead. What do you think about the sixth tone being government sponsored? Yeah, I was gonna mention this in the break actually. Oh, okay. um, uh, I think that so so sixth tone I really enjoy. Instead of a li- it's like a liberal. I, I've met yeah. yeah. I've mentioned it before. Uh, it, and you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's it's fine. You did mention it before. Sorry. It's like it's like China's vice vice lands. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that it is. Um, I think it's still good. Mm-hmm. It's run by the state 
media. Media, which is was really shocking to me, and I felt really stupid after learning that because of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Everything is. Um, I still think it's valuable. Yeah. Because it provides um, an outlet. Well, yeah, I mean, one could say this is just their excuse for being like, look, we have, you know, some place for you to go. I mean, they fooled me, right? Like, I I thought, I assumed it was like this really kind of more liberal, more... uh, Avant-garde. Yeah, you know, like Western-style reporting. But, I mean, whereas that might be true, like it might be that, it's still good, there's still good stories, and they're still... uh, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. I think I think in a way, even the fact of them having that much is is good. Like self reflection and criticism is not a bad thing, right? No, of course not. Um, so, anyways, sorry. I want I want to read just a couple more, just a little bit more here. Uh, discourses blaming low sushi or poor ethics as a significant source of China's mental social ill permeate official speech, intellectual discussions, and popular parlance. A close analysis, however, shows that the real issues is not often about individual values, but about social expectations and beliefs. Uh, in other words, it's not about ethics, but about equilibria. So he gets into like a ton of like sociological mm-hmm. thing here. But I will say that first part where he talks about how it permeates official speech, intellectual discussions, and popular parlance. Mm-hmm. That's totally true. I mean, that's what we see here with our whole, you got to teach morals. Exactly. And so like, and, and I mean... I don't know. That just seems that, like how do you do? Ta- that, that's something that, that I'm still struggling with. Like how do you even teach it? Right? You don't. You know? I think it's one of those meaningless policies. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you say you're doing it and then you just don't fucking do it. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, f- sure. In terms of in terms <laughs> like, of this specific often, thing, but like in huge. general, how do you? How I don't do you, think you I don't know. I think I, I think teachers should. Like my whole thing is that. When I teach, I'm not trying to teach them a specific morality, but I definitely rub off on them. Like, they definitely get a sense of Mr. McQueen's, you know. I mean, they know who I am. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess, I mean, like, what... You sort of act as a role model, right? That sort of comes through. That seems so... I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It is passive. It's hard to... And and it but always how, well it seems like top your, it seems top down too you know think of your role models though who are your role models that actually affected how you act right like think well, of your proper moral role models but who are your actual <laughs> what like I was gonna say it before and then you kept on <laughs> just go ahead I'm listening I think in general this is pretty similar to almost everybody is the fact like this is true with your political uh, identity as well as your parents yeah. Those are the ones that affect you the most when it comes to things like this. What do you mean? I'm just saying, like, I think that's that's probably the most important one. Anybody else? Anybody else? Then you 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 try and enact some of their teachings. You try and enact some of the morals that they espouse. Like I'm, I'm still sticking. I'm. I think by I think parents are just the number one there. Now, what about you? I was thinking before. No, I'm just want to. I'm still kind of stuck in you because I'm actually kind of curious. Do you think that uh, what's his name, Mister Rogers? He didn't remember his name. Yeah, it took me a while there. Do you think Mister Rogers' morals affect? I think it all goes into a stew. All the secondary people, like yeah. it goes into this like weird process that is your brain 
that you like take all this information in and you bubble it and you whatever and then it pops out a philosophy about mm. the world but i think the main ingredient mm. you know like mr rogers is a pinch of salt mm. the main ingredient is your parents the, yeah your family and so that my i guess the point i'm trying to drive towards here um is that it occurs at a very early stage in your life most of your moral makeup occurs, I think, personally, mm -hmm. at a very young part of your life. Mm -hmm. The stew can be added to with salt See, or whatever, cinnamon, or cloves. That's kind of why I wanted to do more research. Later. Yeah, yeah sorry. But, uh, you know, that's sort of my thing. For me, obviously, my parents, 100%. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking, like, how, how is it actually, like, what is the, what is the research what does the research I would say? imagine the research would say, you know, young, like young developmental. I mean, that makes sense, but I, mean, I was just of, want, like, I mean, they yeah. often say that, like, you know, people with severe social issues, such as like uh, killers, have shitty childhoods <laughs> with mm -hmm. abusive parents or with neglectful parents or, you know, okay. situations where the moral barometer, as Steve Harvey would like to say, even though he's a pretty much a scumbag. Well, then to me, you're an idiot. Uh, Mm. was not formed or not uh, as developed. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a famous quote, and maybe we'll end off with this. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you're I don't know if that's true or not. You're in there, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, isn't that <laughs> creepy? <laughs> Two real human beings. Hey, I guess we didn't do pick. Oh, real quick, pick of the week. Yeah, well, that was oh, the next, next part. Obviously, right. we're not done yet. Oh yeah, you're so tired. So what tired. happened to you? I don't know. I just got like hit over <laughs> he, the head. He, he's he started sleeping in the chair. That's, I'm not that's sleeping in the chair. Yeah, he's, he's turned across like he's he's like sitting side saddle. from the school performance coming at you. Those guys were really uh, sheep-centric, huh? Uh, Baba Black Sheep and Mary Had a Little Lamb. I wonder if there's some sort of uh, conspiracy there. Maybe. Probably not. I think they're just easy songs to learn. Um, at the time, I had no idea any of the instruments that they were playing. I binged some information since then, and I've learned a little bit more. What you're hearing in this break is something called a Guzhang. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but it is a stringed instrument. Uh, it's kind of placed horizontally across your lap, like you sit down like you would at a piano type thing. Um, and it's got the strings uh, stretched across that way. And you play it by plucking it, which you can kind of probably tell. 
the history of the Guzhong uh, goes all the way back to 200 BCE during the Warring States period. That, for any video game people, is Dynasty Warriors. What's interesting about this instrument is both hands have to be used, but one is being used to make the notes while the other is controlling the pitch and the vibrato. Uh, it creates that really unique sound. Uh, the theme of these breaks today also gives a vague clue as to what our next topic is going to be. Um, what you guys can do is, if you have an idea about what that topic might be, find us on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, or our website, realhumanbeings.com, and comment with a guess about our next episode. What is the topic going to be? The first 10 correct guesses will earn a special prize all the way from Dark Wolf Media Studios, so get there quick and sign up. Uh, the music at the top of the break was from the youngest class of students. To bring us back to Pick of the Week, we'll hear uh, some more of the Guzhong with a slightly older orchestra. Um, Till next time, I'll see you then. What? What does that mean? Alright ladies and gents, alright, welcome, I'm gonna be the Alden, cause he's always, he always comes in and he's like, alright ladies and gents, welcome back to the show, welcome, we're gonna zoom our zams, we're gonna zip our zooms, we're gonna get into our picks of the week, this is the wings where we pick the things that are making us happy this week. Do I say that? Yeah you do. Oh. <laughs> Alden, what's making you happy? My fans. Your fans? Yeah. You mean your musical fans? No, my fans, Jacob. Your fans? You mean like your... I can't think of another word for... My podcast fans? Fan. Your podcast fans? No, Jacob, my fans. <laughs> you mean... You mean your, your teaching fans? No, no. The fans my mechanical fans. The fans that blow air across me. <laughs> your mechanical fans? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> so... Oh, fuck. Uh, the fans are, well, it's one fan. 
Sorry. Harry Bombus. No, there's one fan. Uh, Bombus. There's this one fan. We bought bought this fan for about 60 bucks at the local market. It's one of those standing pillar fans. I don't know how to describe it. But we were walking through. We were like, we really need a fan. We really need a fan. And it was uh, very hot out. So we went to the Dashang, which is the local supermarket. And we were wandering in. And we saw them. We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, I was looking at this one, and there was, like, this speaker, like, the little speaker thing at the bottom. Like, why has the fan got a speaker? And we sort of were looking at it, and then, Jacob, you were like, there's Bluetooth. There's Bluetooth on this fan. This this fan has Bluetooth capabilities. So we quickly realized that you can Bluetooth the fan and play music through the fan. You get this lovely little Chinese voice to pop up saying, like, yeah, we're connected. And away you go. You can just play music. It's great. You're kept cool, see? It's amazing. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Some Kanye there. You can have... It's, it cools you off and it plays sweet beats, uh, which is great. Um, it lights my, up. It lights up. It's fire, uh, but it's also cool. So that's my pick of the week. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks, man. That was fire, but it's also cool. <laughs> well, my pick of the week is actually... Um, goes all the way back to, like, I guess... Um, I guess episode four, when a certain real human bang, Julie, came on mm-hmm. and came to China mm-hmm. and bought a plant, yeah, which stayed in Alden's apartment. Which it did not water for the whole... Alden did summer. not water for the whole... I didn't water for a thing. long time. For the whole... Like, just imagine, like... Imagine when that podcast came out and imagine today. Yeah. That's as long as it was. I watered it in between a few times. Yeah, a few times. Uh, just on a lark, he brought it with him to yeah. our new apartment. He was going to throw it out, yeah. but I convinced him to keep it there. Mm-hmm. And it kept... It just just as, you know, a, a little, little, little fart. Um... Uh, to yeah, <laughs> just to see if it would survive. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and hey, lo and behold, it it, it 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 has. Yeah. And guess what? It's growing a new bud. Yeah. It's like gonna grow a new thing, and I'm super excited about it. I've been watering it every day. I don't think. Oh man, it's growing. I don't care. I feel like I'm helping. Kill it with watering too much. I feel like I'm helping. It's so sad when you say that. I feel like I'm helping. I've never grown a thing before. And here it is, and it's budding. It's growing a third branch. Just to give you a bit of... It's, it's a small awesome. plant, and he's put a little bow over it like to mark that he's proud that it's budding. It's his favorite thing right now. What's its, what's its name? I don't know. Uh, this is a plea to Julie. Uh, what, what did you name it? I feel like you get first rights in this. Please let us know. Write to us at P.O. Box 132, Glendale, California. And uh, Steve, the guy there, will uh, send it along to us. So, anyways, 
he uses a very special sort of banana style boat to send over letters. Yeah. He he puts them in bananas yeah. and then he floats them across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, he throws them he throws them into the ocean. Just imagine a guy with bananas. He's got like letters sticking out of it and then he's taped the yeah. the banana peels back in place. He's like, "Get out of here, you." Yeah, exactly. And he throws it and then it starts it, he doesn't throw it far enough. Yeah. So it comes back to him. He's like, "God damn it." So he goes out on a pier yeah. and then he like throws it out even further yeah. and it keeps on coming back. It's like the Telltale Heart. The the telltale heart that keeps coming back on the tide. Yeah, because like you can't get it out. You like like it keeps on following. Yeah, but the whole him. part of the telltale yeah. heart is that he hears the heart because he feels guilty. But it's not actually beating. It's just a heart. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying it keeps but on the coming metaphor back to him. But the metaphor doesn't work because it literally comes back. It's to close him. enough, Jesus. <laughs> why are you so pedantic? <laughs> uh. Anyways, if Respect. any if anybody wants to wants Maybe. to send us a, le- a message, please uh, go on to our website realhumanbeings.com uh, and comment. Leave us a comment. Remember, We're trying to get this iTunes official. It's a little bit difficult. I still have no idea why it won't pick up and blah blah blah. Not important. Also, shout out to Party of Four. Looking forward to season two. Please make it. Also, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we should set up a fish toy. Do we have it? Again, don't forget to follow us on our official Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages if you want more updates on our life in China and to see the pictures from today's show. Also, give me 10 bucks so you don't see pictures of me. I can't, uh, I can't say that I'm responsible for anything you might see if you follow the official Twitter of Real Human Beings. Uh, just saying that now. Anyways, anything else to say to the listeners? Sweetie? I love all of you. Uh-huh. You're great. Okay. Hi, Mom. Say goodnight, Alden. Good night.
why we still got monkey? Well, then, to me, you're an idiot.